This is Sunday Rewind on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Now, here are your hosts, Tom Stevens and Mike Melby. Hour number two, Husker Rewind. Tom Stevens here, Mike Melby there, former voice of the Lincoln Stars. Uh, We had Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald in hour number one. And Brian Munson in hour number two of Husker Online presented by On3. Uh, talking a little recruiting and Dylan Riola. And I, I do want to talk about all that stuff because it was a cool night. Not just the basketball part of it, uh, but all the things that surrounded it with Matt Rule being there and Dylan Riola being there and K-State's parents being there. That was all sorts of fun. But I do want to finish up our conversation on Big Ten basketball. Iowa had the biggest, one of the biggest comebacks ever. Uh, they had five threes in the final 40 seconds to beat Nebraska's next opponent, Michigan State, on Saturday night. And they win 112-106. I think it's, if not the highest scoring game in Big Ten history, one of the highest scoring games in Big Ten history. Uh, but they were down 91-78 with a minute 34. Uh, they go on a 17, uh, I think, six run to win it. Uh, down the stretch. And it wasn't like Michigan State played bad. They had 11 of 13 threes. Uh, they made all their free throws down the stretch, or most of them. Uh, but Iowa just did it at home. I, that's one of those games where I kind of wish that Michigan State had won it. You said that, that maybe it's a good thing for Nebraska as well. Uh, well the hangover, how many times do you hear a coach? I would say hangover effect say, if it weren't for Tom Izzo. Well, I get it, and, and that's, the, that's the caveat to this, but how many times do you hear a coach say, we can't let this game beat us twice? Yeah. And this is one of those games that beats a, a lot of teams twice because they, they, they still can't get over. And then the other thing is, now you've got a seed planted in the back of the mind of the Michigan State players they may have an eight-point lead with two minutes to play against Nebraska on Tuesday night. Nebraska already knows what they need to do. They've done it numerous times to come back and get the win when they're down in the second half. And Michigan State now knows what they need to do to lose a game like that. I would rather have them coming in feeling good about themselves rather than bad. But sometimes you never know uh, what psychology they're coming in with. Other games, you mentioned Penn State still leading Rutgers. Rutgers has made a bit of a move, 28-14. to Maryland defeated Northwestern today, number 21 Northwestern. But they're tough at home, Maryland is, 75-59. to And then we mentioned uh, the controversial play. Hunter Dickinson allowed to take the three. He makes it, he cans it. It goes to overtime, and Michigan wins in overtime. A game in which Chucky Hepburn only played 20 minutes. I wonder if there's an injury report on him coming, but they win yeah, Michigan 87 to 79. And then uh, switching over to the standings, you still got Purdue. Maryland is now tied with second with Northwestern in the league. Actually, a four way tie. Indiana yep. and Michigan all uh, in a four way tie for second place. You got Iowa a game back at 10 and 8, along with Illinois. And then there's Michigan State 9 and 8, Rutgers 9 and 8. Penn State eight and nine, Nebraska eight. So a lot of things could change. If Nebraska oh, yeah. beats Michigan State, they tie them in the league with the head-to-head. Tri- no, actually, they played twice, so they both uh, yeah. uh, won a game apiece in that series. But you're talking about a mess, basically. Well, if Nebraska wins their next two, and Nebraska owns the tiebreaker over, over Wisconsin, they only played them once and they they beat them. The Penn State tiebreaker, they split the season series. I'm not 100% sure on what the second tiebreaker is. I believe it is best overall record, but it could be point and differential. I, I, I don't know for sure. But um, it, 
from the standpoint of what does Nebraska have to do, because I, I know it's a long shot, but here's what I'm looking at more than anything as far as Nebraska's postseason hopes go. Ohio State is 4-14 four and 14 in the league, and they are 12-17 and 17 overall. And might fire Chris Holtman, and they, although they won this weekend. And, and, the, and the Ken Palm rankings and the net rankings, which are two that the tournament looks at wholeheartedly, right? The selection yeah. committees, NCAA and NIT, they're ranked 64th at Ken Palm, 71 in the NET rankings. Nebraska at 15-14 and 14 overall, 8-10 and 10 in the conference, 93rd in both. Wow. That does not bode well. So Nebraska's chances to make the NCAA tournament to me, they would need to win the Big Ten tournament. I don't they may be one of the last four out. Um, yeah, if they if they get to the championship game and they let's say they they knock off Michigan State and Iowa, they win three of four, uh, and they lose in the championship game in the Big Ten tournament. I still don't think that's going to be enough, just basically because of that that NET and Ken Palm rankings. I get yeah. it; they would move up. But I just don't think it's going to be enough. Well, I mean, just enjoy every game, I guess, at this point. Um, no sit Tuesday. If they win that eight, late start, by the way, Michigan State, 8 o'clock. If they can win that one. And, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not thinking that's a win on the road at Iowa. We'll just win one of the next two uh, for me. And try to get yourself on the NIT bubble and then in. Uh, I think with a win in the Big Ten tournament. I think they're squarely on the NIT bubble right now after the win yesterday. Um I'll be honest, I, this is one of those kind of one-game-at-a-time things that the coaches talk about. As a fan, that's where I'm at right now. I really am. I, I was one game at a time. You and I talked briefly yesterday as I was driving out to Grand Island, and it's like I, they've got to win this game. You expected them to win by double digits. They no. do. It's a game they should have won. There's, it, it, but at the same time, I wasn't saying, well, you know, let's look ahead because we already know we're going to beat Michigan, or excuse me, Minnesota. And, you know, let's jump ahead to that Michigan State game. Um I, I, I don't know. I, let's worry about Michigan State. We'll see what happens. I think it's going to be a W. I know Steve Sippel thinks it's going to be a W. He made the prediction the other day that he I thinks know. they're going to win out. The, the prediction, yeah, to beat Iowa on the road uh, to end the season, that would be fantastic. I just don't see it happening. In fact, I think Michigan State's going to be very, very tough. I think they both are going to be tough. I'll be honest. I, I am not going to be shocked in any way, shape, form, or capacity if Nebraska wins the last no, two. No, why would you, you second-guess them? If no. I, again, told anyone in their right mind – that they're going to win five of their next six, you would have said, you're, you, seriously, go home. I would have said, okay. <laughs> you would have probably it. said that, uh, but uh, you, I don't know if I would have believed it. Yeah. And if you, the Vegas odds that you could have gotten would have been astronomical and you wouldn't be working today. Exactly. Uh, but, you know, it, that's why they call it sports. I mean, it's crazy what happens sometimes in sports. And this is... I know they're 15 and 14. So the cynical Nebraska fan, and that's usually me, would say they're 15 and 14. Uh, but this has been fun to watch. And it's more fun than ever because they're making shots. I mean, 49%, that used to be a miracle. Now it's a regular game. I mean, it's a regular thing for this team to shoot around 50% and still guard uh, yeah. with all the steals that they had and the points off turnovers. No, they're not. They're a totally different team, and we've said it before. This is probably the third or fourth different team that Fred Hoiberg has coached this year. Yeah, that's what makes it really, really impressive. And this one's my favorite. Who would have said, you know, when all of this happened, especially with the Bandamel injury, that no, don't worry about it. Uh, they're going to be better now. 
They're they're eventually gonna they're gonna play even better together because they can shoot and they can spread the floor and I can't say it enough. Tamanaga just being on the floor, his very presence, even when he only has eleven points, opens up everything else. And CJ at the podium said that today or yesterday. He said, you know what? Just the fact that he's out there, I can drive. Uh I don't need to settle for a launched three-pointer, which he sometimes has. And he went to the bucket. He had no threes, but he was still, I think, five of nine from the floor with six rebounds. Yeah. CJ has played really well without hitting threes, and I never thought I would say that. Do you remember the old Penn offense where they just sit there and almost play four corners? Yes. And then they just backdoor cut They beat Nebraska in the NCAA they beat, tournament. they beat Nebraska by doing that. Yeah. There's been so many times this year with the way Nebraska's motion away from the ball and the way they cut – I had I kept getting flashbacks to to Penn and all those backdoor cuts. I mean, the way Nebraska moves without the ball is as good as I've seen in a long, long time. I, I mean, I can't even think of the last Ever. team that moved maybe, this well without maybe the ball. that Doc team with the smallest team in college uh, basketball with, with Charles Richardson. I was going to say Charles Richardson. Charles yep. Richardson could really pass. And then you had uh, Alex March, I believe, on that team. You had one 6'11 guy and then a bunch of guys that were very, very tiny. Uh, <laughs> and it worked. Uh, the smallest team in college basketball that year. Uh, that Maybe that one. But it's been a while. I mean, this is what I envisioned Fred Hoiberg basketball looking at, looking like at least by year number two. And it's 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 been in a weird kind of year where we thought the season was over a couple of times. Yeah, and and but that's the whole thing, you know. You bring in guys that are mercenaries and uh, they play for themselves, and you have three years like we had, and you have a team this year that seems to play for each other. And you know, it, it, I don't think there's any teammate that didn't want Casey to score thirty yesterday. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like they would have been thrilled just because because his parents are here. And and Oleg and his family is here. I mean, Oleg came in and gave us solid minutes. He played well. He did. And you, you sit there and you watch him play the game, and it, 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 he's still a little bit, you know, his movements are a little bit awkward just because he's so big. Yeah. And he's, he does a, he's a bit of a project yeah, still. But he, you could see that raw talent that man has. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Um, he, he, he didn't score, but he did play some good minutes and uh, – uh, helped Nebraska to a 78-67 victory over Minnesota in a game you thought was a trap game, and I thought Nebraska would win easily. They didn't win easily. Uh, Minnesota played well, and Nebraska held on through moments, you know, where it's starting to tilt. It's 58-52. We're going to need somebody to make a play, and then it was Hoiberg making a play. Well, at, or Derek Walker fighting Sam Griesel underneath the hoop. Right. Who, who literally, he, he like, he... He he got the campfire going. Um, it wasn't three seconds, but I mean, he was all alone. Right. And but that's a play. We're down six, and then or we're up six. They'd cut the lead down to that, and simple, smart play, smart basketball. Yeah, and they share the basketball. And here's the thing: um, when the game is on the line. It's not who starts, because you've heard a lot about this. Why doesn't Kasey start? Why doesn't Kasey start? I mean, the Japanese media have been, uh, by the way, a lot of Japanese fans were in town, not just his dad and his mom um, and his former coach. There were a lot of Japanese fans in town, which makes me think you could sell a lot of Husker gear in Japan right now. Open up a big red shop if you want to in Japan. You'll probably make a mint. Um, But... uh, where was I going with this? Uh, well, uh, Kase. Kase. Well, and, and one thing I want to point out from yesterday's game, too, 
this is highly unusual for this team. Yeah. They only had seven assists yesterday on 30 made field goals. Yeah. That is unusual. But it's also due to the fact of the way they played Casey, the way they doubled Derek. I, I mean, you had guys, yeah. Sam Greasel just, I mean, all of his buckets, I don't know, yeah. other than the one that Walker got the assist when Greasel was underneath the, the basket all alone. That may be the only assist that Greasel gave someone because the rest of the game, it was he just needed to go do things on his own. Six players in double figures. They share the ball. They all score. Uh, it's a collective thing because they're they're not as talented as the team that started the season. They're certainly not as talented as last year's team, uh, but they find a way to win, and uh, it's fun to watch this team. And within that, it's fun to just see who's in the crowd, like Dylan Riola yeah. uh, was in the crowd taking pictures with fans, and he was on the big screen a couple of different times. And then they flash to Mike Riley. Obviously, they can't talk to each other at this point because that it's rule. a dead period. But they can wave to it. I think recruiting-wise, can you wave to somebody on a big screen? I don't know. I don't know. What What are the rules on that? I hope I didn't get anybody well, in trouble by, by mentioning that. Out. But it was just a fun day with Casey's parents being there. His dad is a, is a huge dude. Yeah, He's him. not only seven feet tall. He's got the largest wide body I have seen in a long time. Yeah, like him and Shaq would be like, uh, I don't know who's bigger. Size. Yeah. yeah, about the same. Yeah, he's Shaq's size. Yeah. I mean, maybe not as muscle-bound as Shaq is. Doesn't look like he spent maybe the kind of time in the weight room that Shaq is, or in the donut shop uh, as Shaq. <laughs> uh, but you, he's not nearly that big. You know, and, and you mentioned, and, and Evan Bland mentioned this last hour as well, you know, we've had some big-time recruits that came in and impressed and, you know, fans fell in love with. And the one that I always think of is Buki Radley-Hiles uh, that ultimately goes down, plays at Oklahoma, and yeah. plays very poorly at Oklahoma. I, that I mean, didn't work out. He was a five-star. He, he was a five-star, and, and he was probably – I don't know if it was defensive scheme. I don't I, – he got burned time after time. He was, he was not even an average cornerback. I mean, he's a guy that I don't know what happened – but he did not live up to the hype in any way, shape, or form. Um, Dylan Riola is going to. And he, he's a, a young man that's going to come in. And the way he handles himself, too, is, is one that has impressed me more than anything. Uh, his interactions with the crowds and the genuineness yeah. that he seems to have about the fanfare. There's not that ego. And again, if your dad's Dominic Riola, I'm guessing that – he didn't grow up uh, filling your head full of sunshine, unicorns, and cotton candy yeah. and rainbows. Yeah. I think it was a you got to earn everything you get. And, uh, it, again, just a fantastic family, and it'd be amazing. Uh, uh, Dominic Riella did an interview with Steve Sippel and Sean Callahan of Husker Online, presented by On3. By the way, we're going to have uh, Byron Munson, uh, Brian Munson coming up uh, in just a few minutes. But they did uh, an interview, and a lot of people have interviewed Dominic Riola. Um but he's a great interview, and his love for Nebraska is so deep, and he keeps talking about Nebraska being a sleeping giant because I've seen it firsthand, and he did. He's a Nebraska All-American center, played, what, 13 years, I believe, in the NFL for the Detroit Lions. And I think there's something deep inside him trying not to tell Dylan to go to Nebraska, trying to make this Dylan's decision. But he loves this school so much, does Dominic, that I think maybe Dylan's starting to feel that and love the school just as much. I, you've heard Evan Bland say, and others have said, I think Nebraska's the leader in the clubhouse right now. And I, and I really think that's true. 
Yeah, and you got to close it out. I mean, that's the end of the day. R- real quick, you you mentioned his love for the school. Um, another young man that was in town last weekend that I was kind of astonished at how much he is like truly proud to be uh, from you know the, the fact that his one year in college was spent here in in Lincoln right. playing for the basketball team was Bryce McGowan. Uh, just announced today they have torn up his two way contract at Charlotte. He they signed him to a oh, four year nice. deal, seven, awesome. seven and a half million. So oh, I don't get out props. of bed for less than seven and a half million. <laughs> there you go. Props to him. Uh, halftime, Penn State 31, Rutgers 21. Uh, starting to come back. Yeah. Uh, that's what, you know, Rutgers will beat you up until you start to soften a little bit. Uh, their defense, even on the road, is really good. That's why I, th- I think that might be, I mean, we talk about Creighton. Yeah, heart-wise, that's a bigger win. Iowa's a bigger win heart-wise. I think almost going to Rutgers and winning that game is more impressive than some of these others. Maryland at home was fun. I mean, this this, this streak has just been so much fun. Yeah, and, and if you're a Husker fan right now with what we were trying to explain that I don't know if it's explainable uh, about the, this, this cluster in the middle of the Big Ten standings, if with Penn State Rutgers right now, you want Rutgers to come back and win this game. Both of them are within reach of Nebraska if they were to lose the rest of their games, but you really, Rutgers has that they one the game advantage. Yeah. yeah, and but Rutgers has the one has the uh, the one game advantage over Penn State. You got and you can't catch Rutgers, right? I mean, Rutgers. Uh, yeah, you can. Rutgers is nine and eight. They lose okay. this. Wow. They, if they lose this, this they're nine and nine. Jam. Yeah, and then the, so then they got an automatic win at Minnesota, but then they've got Northwestern, although it's at home. So Rutgers has the easiest schedule. So that said, I would much rather have Rutgers w- come back, win this, beat Minnesota, and then win against Northwestern at home for the, their season finale. Penn State, if they lose this, they're at Northwestern. They do not play well on the road. And then they got Maryland at home, and Maryland is no slouch. Uh, they've been playing as good as anybody. Remember, they had won six in a row prior to Nebraska knocking them off yeah. last week. So I don't think you can make trades in midseason, but how good would it be if Keontae Johnson just decided to arrive in Lincoln and Sam and play the rest of the season here? You may have to make them a bubble team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man, there's so, so many ifs and buts, but I'm just so proud of this team. And actually, I like it the fact that they're doing it this way. Yeah. With, they're, they're doing it with, with players that sometimes don't make sense. Well, and it's back to Tim Miles last year. The run that he had was fantastic for yeah. him. And tripping and falling as he was running off the court was funny. And it just, it's, it, you know, him. But it, but it was a feel good to, um, you know, have that team smoke and mirrors and everything, uh, pull rabbit after rabbit out of a hat near the end of the season. This doesn't feel like that at all. This isn't smoke and mirrors. No. This is hard work, talent, and just simply our guys are smarter than yours when it comes to basketball IQ uh, in, in a lot of different plays that happen during the game yeah. and hustle plays. Our guys just work harder to get to the loose ball. Yeah. And it's a it's amazing when you start having more and more players, it affects the other player that you're playing next to. the The guy that was making silly plays is now not making silly plays. Well, and and you mentioned the fact that the the Maryland coach, uh, the other night was yep. like yep. Yep. Yeah, yelling, yeah. "Yeah, I know he's five foot whatever, yeah, but you, he can he, play. He's really good. Trust me, you yep. got to guard Willard. one. Yep. They're talking about Sam Hoiberg, and I'll be honest, it seemed like." With what I watched of the game yesterday, because obviously I, I couldn't catch all of it uh, being out at the, mm. the, the horse races, but um, you could tell Minnesota was still kind of of that ilk of, um, well, yeah, that there's that one little guy. Yeah. And the thing about Sam Hoiberg, 
Yeah, people say, well, that's a nice story. No, this guy can play in this league. I think some people just think he's playing way over his head. Yeah, I don't think I he is. I don't think he is. No. I think he's playing like he was always capable of playing, and I think he could get better. He's a redshirt freshman. He's he's a big ten. I know he's smaller. He's maybe six foot, you know, sopping wet. But that guy can play in the Big Ten, and I think he's proven it. It's time to say he probably should get a scholarship, even though they're never going to get a scholarship. I, I think his dad is the head coach. Well, yeah, you know. So uh, let's go to break and talk uh, to Munson. I think we should. Brian Munson's going to have. Uh, all kinds of interesting tidbits on the recruiting that's going on, mm-hmm. uh, not only with Dylan Riola. We'll see what he knows about John Bull as well, a uh, seven foot two five star sure. that was in town yesterday uh, checking out Fred Weber. Yeah, yeah that's program. more of a, a Robin Washington thing, but he probably could talk about it. I know he can talk about all things Husker football recruiting. Yep. Brian Munson of Husker Online, presented by On3, is coming up next.